Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Welcome back, family. Have you been enjoying the music playlist? Did you find yourself dancing a bit? Have you been enjoying our segment on mindfulness? I hope so. Also, for those who have been listening for quite some time, you may not have noticed the theme of the podcast episodes. Yes, it is a new you, but we also been jamming great information into each episode about mindfulness. What is mindfulness, you may ask? I'm glad that you asked. (laughs) Mindfulness is a mental state achieved by focusing one's awareness on the present moment while commonly acknowledging and accepting one's feelings, thoughts, and bodily sensations. In homage to this wonderful concept, we've had nine episodes that aid in infusing your being with calmness and acceptance. Girl, don't we all need this? As I say this, you may be thinking, man, How do I remember everything in nine episodes? That's a lot of content. Mm Mm-hmm. You are right about that. Thus, we wanted to help you out as we help ourselves out. We decided to provide cliff notes. You're like, huh? I guess I'm actually kind of revealing my age a little bit by referring to cliff notes. For those who are younger, you may be wondering, what in the world are cliff notes? Okay, I'm going to tell you. In school, when you did not want to read a full book and you knew that you probably gonna have a test on it, instead of reading the full book, you will read the Cliff Notes. The Cliff Notes, which you still did have to buy, provided a summary of the complete book so you didn't have to read the whole thing. In honor of Cliff Notes, we have done the same thing. In the next two episodes, beginning with this one, we have taken the good parts of each episode and gave you guys a cheat sheet, a summary, the Cliff Notes. Please enjoy, and you can thank me later. Highlight from episode 10, I believe what the Bible says about 
me. As we move forward, I want to go into more detail about meditation. Think about it for a moment. Do we think of ourselves as being wonderful, beautiful, loved, and fearless? We may see other people demonstrating these qualities, but think, man, I don't feel this way about myself. I wanna feel this way about myself. I wanna exude these qualities. Do we look at ourselves in this wonderful light like how we look at other people? Also, as you try to become these qualities, remember, wonderful, beautiful, love, fearless, you walk around like that, you may experience some roadblocks. But I encourage you, embrace the new territory. Embrace the new adventure. Go ahead. Strut around. I am wonderful. I am beautiful. I am loved and I'm fearless. Let's look at scriptures. I just want to spend a little time highlighting them and going over what they mean in their power. The first passage, it is Psalm 139, 13 through 15. For you formed my inward parts. You wove me in my mother's womb. I will give thanks to you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the depths of the earth. This passage reveals that in a quiet place where no one else could see, God thought about every detail of your life. He thought about your existence and how you should be made. The second passage is Ezekiel 16, 14 through 15. Then your fame went forth among the nations on account of your beauty, for it was perfect because of my splendor, which I bestowed on you, declares the Lord. But you trusted in your beauty and played the harlot because of your fame. And you poured out your holotries on every passerby who might be willing. You are perfect in your beauty because of the masterpiece that God created you to be. Because of God being a master and skillful in his creation, our beauty is perfect, so much so that it's made known to others. It's stating that no matter how we feel, or life circumstances, we still have hope. Because God's love for us never ceases; It never ends. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the defense of my life. 
whom shall I dread? When evildoers came upon me to devour my flesh, my adversaries and my enemies, they stumble and fail. Now, ladies, this is your battle scripture. Yes, it is. I'll be lying. I would if I said that we would not endure hard times or people will not act fool against us. Especially when you start getting your strut on, you start being a little more confident, people just start hating. But as God does his thing, what is asked of us? That we seek him and dwell in his house. And in fact, it says, and to meditate in his temple. Yes. As everything else goes on and be acting fool, at the end of the day, the Lord, he got us. He got us. Highlight from episode 12, I know who I am. Biblical meditation. I am joined today by my friend, Jeannie Solis, who teaches yoga and biblical meditation. She is here with us, is going to teach us some good things. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Kamir. It's uh, great to be here. So how does this connect? Yeah. How did we get to meditation and yoga? Can you explain it a little bit more? So meditation and yoga, they are the Western world where we live in, believe for the most part that yoga is just a bunch of poses. Right. Just a bunch of physical poses and all these pretty poses that you see on Instagram and Facebook and other social media platforms. But that's actually just one eighth of what yoga really is. Yoga is so much more than just the poses. We read in the Bible how Jesus withdrew to lonely places. He woke Mm -hmm. up early in the morning to pray to have his time with God, to his, with his father. And so if Jesus needed that time of stillness and connecting with God that way, I mean, who are we to think that we, we wouldn't need that, you know? When I was going through my yoga teacher training, where my teacher broke it down in a scientific manner, and I began to practice at home what I was learning in my yoga teacher training, but incorporating God's word. So instead of emptying myself to experience Whatever happens, which is kind of the way, for lack of a better word, unbiblical meditation takes place, I started each meditation times by reading a short scripture. At the end of each meditation practice, I would take what I just experienced and compared it to God's word to make sure that it was biblical and that it wasn't something that my emotions or thoughts were making up because, you know, our minds are always coming up with these crazy thoughts or emotions that can sometimes contradict what the Bible says, you know? So what I came to believe that the steps prior to meditation, it's the same whether it's biblical or unbiblical. Once you're able to get to that stillness, that's where the difference begins. So in an unbiblical meditation, your intention is to just empty your mind and experience whatever happens. However, in a biblical meditation practice, Your intention is to practice becoming aware of the God-given spirit within you. You begin to experience an intimate communion with God through fully becoming still and fully becoming aware of the Holy Spirit. 
you can meditate with the intention of seeing your authentic self that God created in the beginning of time when you were formed in your mother's womb, that authentic self. Or you can meditate to say, all right, I'm just going to empty my mind and just whatever happens, happens. I think sometimes we can get afraid of, you know, we don't want to sound too religious. So we kind of Mm -hmm. cut back some of our God conversation or we're on the other extreme where it's like, we're still trying to figure out how he is in our lives and, and how he's still working because we're dealing with all this turmoil and pain. So it's kind of hard to see his presence. But right. when I met you and when I heard you speak and, and the, the scriptures that you were sharing, it was very clear that you had a sense of peace and stillness in him and you knew who he was and therefore you knew who you are. So the goal of yoga, like I said before, is to meet the person that you were created to be before we started accumulating baggage put on us by the world and our own self. So this authentic self, it's, it's within all of us. But because we get so distracted by everything in this world, we need help to let go of all the distractions. And this is where yoga comes in. And you can use it for whatever intention you set. I can't even put into words how multidimensional it feels when you worship and commune with God in that way. So once I experienced that, the more I felt like, you know, I definitely respect people that feel strongly about what I'm doing is wrong kind of thing, but I feel strongly and I have experienced that this is helping me get closer to God and really experience that security in Christ that I didn't know I can really tap into. Mm. It's like, you know, when you're a Christian and somebody tells you, are you really a Christian? We don't really have to doubt ourselves. We're like, yeah, I'm a Christian. Right. And they say, oh, yeah, whatever. Oh, you're like, okay, well, you believe what you want to believe, but I know who I am. I know who I am, and I know whose I am. Hi. From episode 14, I will exhale, releasing emotions. We have Jeannie. Solis with us and she's talking about biblical meditation and yoga and allowing our spirits to commune with God and to and I'm glad that she joined us because I still have some more questions and I still want her to help us be able to implement this in our lives. We may not be aware of what's going on and why slowing down is such a good thing. So can you Mm -hmm. elaborate a little bit more on where do we store emotions and how does this help us to Get realigned if you want to call it such. So like we have physical manifestations of things that are happening internally, meaning your emotions or your spirit. And so when you experience grief or any traumatic emotion, they initially get stuck in the heart. And that's why when you're emotionally hurt, your heart feels broken and you can physically feel that pain. Mm. And, And any emotions that do not get resolved, dissolved or released, they travel down and get stored in the hips. And it's not uncommon to feel hip pain or even lower back pain when you hold on to emotional trauma or any kind of unresolved emotions. In the book, you also talk about emotions that goes with grief and addictions. Mm -hmm. And again, and how that is stored in our body. Could you provide just a little tidbit of what you've learned from how that shapes us and how it leads us? And guide us yeah, 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 
Yeah. So when my dad passed away after his funeral and everything, all the dust settled, I started to feel pain and my, the right side of my body became paralyzed and I was just in so much pain. And so I contacted an acupuncturist who had a practice just down the street from my house. I ended up there and so I lied down and she put acupuncture needles from the top of my head all the way to the bottom of my foot. Within minutes, I just started bawling. I just started wow. weeping and I wasn't used to releasing things like that in, to me, a stranger. So I apologized and I said, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I'm crying. I don't know what's happening. And she said, no, you need to let yourself cry. This is your body's mm. way of letting go of these emotions that you've mm. been holding on to. Tears are, are so healing. And if you think about it, the way our bodies release over abundance of emotions is through tears. When you're really mad, you cry. When you're sad, you cry. You watch some kind of sappy movie and you cry. So with yoga, through postures, through the yoga asanas, we're able to kind of physically start to open up and kind of loosen the tightness so that our bodies have an opportunity to release these things. So, so whenever we do hip opening poses, that's mm -hmm. when your body and your mind and everything in you has to make a decision. Okay, I could either hold on to this or I can release it. I can, mm. I can release, resolve, dissolve them. And so that's why the, the yoga poses are so important. You let it go. Why would, mm. you hold on, why would you want to hold on to it if you have the ability to let it go, right? Is there a simpler one that you could actually speak to that anyone can do? So for those who are listening, that can kind of get people started with the concept of yoga and meditation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can always lie down on your back with your knees bent, feet flat on the floor, and doing kind of like a figure four stretch where you bring, for example, the right ankle over your left knee, and, and you just push your knee, not with your hands, but just using the knee to kind of push that right knee away from your body. And so that starts to open up your hip flexors. Mm. Oh, I need to do this more often because I'm a real intense person. And so even in this moment of just being able mm -hmm. to feel my body relax, like I, I'm not so mm -hmm. like, uh -huh. yeah. yeah, and that's easy to do. I just need to like be more proactive in doing these things. So when we start to become aware, being aware of everything that's happening, but not on the outside, but everything that's happening within you. And that is how you become closer or get closer to becoming still. And going back to the scriptures of the previous episode, the reason why I picked those scriptures, well, because I want to encourage you guys to use those as you starting your connection and meditation with God so that you are aware of who he is in your life and who you are in him. And please use those scriptures as a basis. If you have more that you want to use, for sure, use them. But I thought they would be an incredible way to get you guys started on that connection and that communion with God. Highlight. From episode 16, I will not be afraid to rest. Tools and tips for biblical meditation. For those who have been with us for a while, you know that we like to do a tools and tips after our interviews. In fact, before I begin the tools and tips, 
I want to share in more detail how I'm doing in this area. I had an experience where I was not prepared for the blow up. Oh, no, I wasn't. I was working with the client and it came out of nowhere. The things, and when I say things, the person said to me, I was like, what in the world? Wow. What made this encounter so different was that my character was attacked. The person's statements landed and it forced me to reevaluate my character. Am I as bad as what this person just described? I mean, I always consider myself to be intelligent, reliable, and hardworking. I then went to the far extreme and began to think that I do not have anything good to offer people. I then concluded, well, shucks, why in the world am I doing this podcast? I'm not helping anyone. What's the point? After I ponder over those statements numerously, I finally went to pray this out. As I started to pray, I began to remember my meditation scriptures. The scriptures became louder and louder and louder. And I was like, okay, God, I hear you. It's about what you think of me and not what others think. I thank God for the reminder. And for a moment, I felt at peace. The next day, I was back at square one. Yes, I was. I remember saying out loud, I am just broken. I'm broken. I'm a mess. And I heard your brokenness will lead many people to me. I will say, when I heard that, I just cried. I couldn't believe it. It was like God knew that I was not perfect and it was okay. To God, he sees an instrument for good. I'm his instrument. It leads me to the tools and tips for resting him biblical meditation. All right, let's get to it. Just because you spend time meditating on God's word does not mean that your life will be free from obstacles and people doing crazy things against you. If I've not been playing my scriptures, I'll be paddling, do my little elliptical, and I'm listening to those scriptures, just letting it infuse in my mind and body. The repeat allowed them to come to mind when I needed them the most. I had to fight to believe and make them real for me. It is so hard to hear God in the midst of the noise. And for me, my own emotions were the noise, just causing problems over and over and over again. In the past, and even now, I still wrestle with my brokenness. But to God, he has something good for it. 
Jenny talked about how we store emotions and how we should practice releasing them. One method was crying. In this case, I sure did cry with God. I spent time with him so he could heal my heart in pain. Not only was I allowing God to work, but I was also releasing the emotional anxiety from my body. This too helps to release those intense emotions. During this season of unrest, take time to make these tips part of your everyday life. Thank you for listening to our Cliff Notes. Please note that we included the episode numbers and titles just in case you want to go back and listen to the whole thing. It's okay to repeat good information. Please come back next week to listen to more highlights from our last four episodes in the Mindful series. Come back.